0: After a busy weekend of football, the FAWC, WSL Roundup-ish pod chat is back, and joining me today is Sophie Lawson, the football journalist with a wealth of knowledge who never seems to sleep. Sophie, how are you?
1: Tired. Um,
2: I, um, I'm I'm. I'm alright, a little stuffy, so I do apologise for that. How are you, Rodney?
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad, I'm, I'm tired, not as tired as you, but definitely not as tired as you, because you. Cover so much football. I, I honestly don't know how you do it, but you know it's a credit to you that you do because you, you actually throw your whole life into it, which is you know a credit to you and a credit to the teams that you follow and report on, and and for fans and for people like me who are trying to get up to speed with just some of the leagues in this country. You kind of open the door, and I go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't see that before. Oh, that. Oh, that looks good. Oh yeah, I must. Bookmark that and come back to it. So I appreciate it. So yes, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. No no, yeah. no, no, no. Credit where credit is due. You know, we, we as fans, and I, I talk as a fan. You know, we do this because of the love. You are in the industry as a journalist, so you actually spend so much more time covering the sport, and you have much more knowledge. Not just about what's on the pitch, but in terms of behind the scenes the structure, what isn't in place, everything. So, you know, I've said this many times, I'm very new to women's game. I love watching the game. I love learning more about players that I I, I want to kind of basically know more of, but also about the players I didn't see. Like, that's the bit that I'm trying to, I kind of think, well, shit, if I have watched more football sooner, I would know much more about the players that have retired, let's say. But anyway, um, what I want to ask you before we get into the whole thing about the WSL, the FAWC, and some of the NWSL, which is what we'll come to. I've got on the bottom there it's got Ballon d'Or or Ballon D awards. Now I don't really care for the awards. You know, and I know a lot of people are talking about the list that's gone out and why certain players are on the list. I mean I don't really care. I don't care for the men's Ballon d'Or awards. So what's your thoughts on, on the awards for the women in the women's game?
2: Um, I just I'm looking at that banner and I'm just thinking it would be so easy to call them the the Ballon B awards for bullshit. Um,
0: I can make one very quickly. <laughs> I
2: I don't know because you've got an emoji there and that we know that could just get a bit dodgy. Um, but uh, I if anyone who actually follows me on Twitter or has read, I've, I've said loads and loads and loads and loads. I've written loads of articles about uh individual awards and who votes so who the the judges are to come up with the shortlist and who actually then votes on on who, who wins and and the considerations that are taken into account for why people are getting nominated um so yeah it's 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 not good because you've got people who don't watch the game or who only watch major tournaments who you know um it's hard to get coverage of women's football. Um, I say that as someone who doesn't sleep and only watches women's football um, and, and I have very firm opinions on players but uh, you know it's hard for, for people to have a, a good clear thing to actually come up with a shortlist to begin with but um, a lot of it is major tournaments, a lot of it is reputation, um, popularity, like you're talking about individual awards in, in women's football it's you know we're still talking about a sport that's quite niche um and actually sort of having that recognition um for for players who who do play in the hard yards and and do have good seasons it's something i I like to see um but the players who are nominated the players who win aren't always the ones who should be winning uh, who should be nominated and then you know so you want you've got an award that you want so you can you know Heap praise on those who deserve it, but you end up just going back to to those who don't deserve it or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And and then you're yelling into the void about players who aren't getting nominated who should be getting nominated, and it's just so huh, frustrating. I uh, yeah, I, I think the, the best way of doing it is having sort of like um, awards by by league or by team, you know, and and then breaking it down to like players voting or coaches voting or fans voting. So you know, and you do see that. You do see, like you know, she's the players' player and stuff. And um, I think that I think that for, for for players as well, when you've got the, the peer recognition, is, is 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 quite an important one. But uh, yeah, um, some weird
0: nominations as per usual. is the short oh, answer. Right, okay, okay. You say weird. What's weird about the nominations?
2: Uh, are we talking uh, Ballon d'Or? Are we talking the FIFA Best
0: or? So just let's, let, let's 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 do with the ballon d'or. Oh okay. yeah, let's do with that first because I saw okay. a few tweets, I thought a few tweets about individuals who weren't included and how that caused some upset on Twitter, which isn't the world, but you know it's a measure of what people are thinking at any given time.
1: <sighs> who, votes the <laughs> who votes for the Ballon
0: d'Or? Who votes for the Ballon d'Or? when do
1: they vote? It's you see, now you've got me on the hop.
2: Uh, Ballon d'Or is uh, France football.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I'm going to really try and dig this out of my brain now. Uh, from memory, uh, it's a panel that does men's and women's, which means that you get those who cover men's football who, who don't cover women's. Who blah, blah, blah. Um, or at least that has happened, how it's been done in the past. I don't know if that's changed. And you, again, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit fuzzy at the minute um but yeah it's not always the best panel um yeah i, th- I think you know you kind of get used to seeing what the shortlists are um who the top three are in, in men's football and it's usually it's it's it's, it's not the best of awards that the ballon d'or but it still has its its uh prestige
0: i i find it very difficult to take anything seriously in in the game that we have now, when there are grounds that don't have toilets that actually function as a toilet or, mm. you know, I I'm, I don't get how we can heap praise on, on something or someone when the game is lacking in so many other areas that this is the one thing where it's kind of like a, a grand gesture for those at the top when the rest of the game and the sport Needs so much more from those who will probably go and have a nice dinner and a meal and drink and hire a nice tuxedo and a fashionable suit from GQ or or whatever high-end retailer that you can go to for an award because i've been at home for so many months i don't know what's going on outside but i just think if you go to a game and you just see what the facilities are in some of the grounds for some of the teams that are even in the champions league for you to then have you know some sort of about who's not on the list i just think the priorities are a little bit skewed and i just don't understand which i don't this is why i just can't be i, I look at it and i think i really don't care <laughs> i know it's just me yeah, and I'm, I'm new to the game i'm just you know
2: it it uh, yeah it's it's fair i feel like last time i was on i mentioned um I, might, I think I did. I can't really remember now. Um, you know, uh, first day of the season, when Chelsea lost to Arsenal, uh, Emma Hayes was talking about why we don't have VAR in women's football. Yeah. Um, and it was saying, you know, it makes women, women second-class citizens. It brings the whole game down. Um, you know, like, there are so many things in women's football that need investment. Um, VAR is, it's like, no, what are you, no, 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 no. no. You know, I'm um, like, Roe Icano in Spain are playing without a physio. Um, among other yeah. things. They are horrific, just what that team is doing. Um, what that club's doing to this team is a piss take, um, especially for it to be Rara that's doing it. You know, yeah. you see this all over the game. And you see this in areas that's supposed to be professional. Um yeah. like, no, this is no. Like make sure the players are safe. Make sure that, you know, that if anything happens there's there's a physio. I know we talked about this because I mentioned yeah. the uh United yeah. game
0: when yeah. there wasn't
2: any oxygen, yeah. and stuff like there are so many basic things you know before you even start to get up to stuff like uh you know, var or the ballon d'Or. um but you know it's it's sort of the nature of the, of the game is we'd like to shine the spotlight on the better parts of it um and try and celebrate and have nice pretty galas, and yeah the players deserve um to have nice pretty galas um. And, and, to, and to be honoured and to, to have an awards bash at the end of the season um but yeah it's, it's it's a strange thing you know if you're gonna pick one one hill to die on or one thing to wringing your hands over there's a lot more in the game than, than um who isn't is and isn't on, on ballon d'or shortlists. but that's i think a lot of people in women's football a lot of fans of women's football have their favourites, um, and it's very easy just to get angry when you know you don't see them nominated for things they should be, or or not. Or, you know, it's it's, it's an easy go to.
0: Yeah, it's 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 what I call the the joker in your pack. Everyone goes, yeah, but what about the what about reason? Mm. Anything, you know, if someone's not included, you just think, okay. Um, do, I'd rather go to a ground where I can actually use a toilet and feel okay about it. If you want to focus on somewhere that's you're not going to go, I get it. Um, plumbing is <laughs> plumbing. Hey, listen, yeah. plumbing in a football ground—that's just do a survey on that. Yeah, you know, you'd, the documentary alone on Netflix would just bring in millions of viewers. So everyone just goes, "What? Well, they Have to deal with that?" Whoa, you know, let alone, let alone. Um, right, let's leave the Ballon d'Or alone. And let's go on to something not as fun but we need to um i noticed in the week i don't i notice a lot of your tweets because i'm not on twitter all the time but when it comes up i'm like "Mm, interesting um you you uh, need to do
2: something about your quality for i think
0: well it's when i go on to twitter i'm not on there all the time but I, i do go on uh there was a and i have to actually to bring this onto screen to make sure that we can the the, the tweet oh there we go where is it where is it there we go um no, no there it is ah the tweet the tweet the tweet was from molly uh was it molly hensley clancy let me put my glasses on there we go uh and and it was about the nwsl players went to the US soccer with multiple complaints about emotional abuse by a red
1: star coach Rory is it dames, dames? Yeah
0: um and it says i was made to, f- to feel by the u.s soccer that i was in the wrong there was nothing to report and that this was acceptable said christine press now the last time we spoke i asked the question i put the question to you about what was safeguard what did it look like in the women's game and for for me this this tweet and the you know the allegation and the kind of seriousness of it is something, it's almost like, like the tip of the iceberg. So much of it has not really been discussed. And when I asked you the question, you know, it was a very uncomfortable question because everything was was really raw at the time considering what was, was, was being shared online and, and discussed and reported on. I mean, what are your thoughts on this on this story, even though I read your tweet, which was, you know, just brutal? Oh, uh,
1: uh, I mean,
2: fuck US soccer.
1: Um, there
2: oh, it, um, it is. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, you, you know you you talked about having uh, an external sort of regulation or regulatory board outside of football um, mm. that that could come in. Uh, you know, and you, and you look at you know you know you've got coaches who are being protected at club level at league level, but to see you know to have a player like Kristen Press, and yes, this was a few years ago, uh, go to US soccer and be brushed off by us soccer you know um and you know we've seen since our story dropped a lot of players uh have come out uh and talked about the uh the abusive nature of of Mm -hmm. danes and you know it's not just the fact he had been red stars coach for so long but he'd been a youth coach in chicago for so long and you know at one point yeah, it is all uh, up on Twitter. I can direct people into to, to the tweets if they need be. Um, you know, the song was said. You know, back in the day, U.S. soccer said we won't even get, we won't even look at you um, to to, you know, to put you in our our, our youth programs um, unless you're playing. You know, if you're in Chicago, you've got to be playing under Ron Dames. You've got to be playing for him. Um, you know, and Dames has had such a massive impact on the amount of players who've come through that area uh, of the U.S. Um, the fact he's been allowed to get away with this for so long the fact that these allegations were raised to us soccer directly uh, and they mm. were brushed off you know you need an external body uh but a good one uh and once you can actually investigate because yeah you see all these players who are, who are tweeting retweeting, retweeting, quote-tweeting, you know, saying, I wondered when when this news was going to come out. I wondered when when this domino was going to fall, you know, I remember when mm-hmm. was being there, um, you know, he he made me hate football, he did this, that, you know. Um it's like all these players have gone through this. All these players. Um you know from 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 Chris impressed to, to players who never got past past the youth level because of because of games. Um and and who are bullied out of the game by him you know it's it's that many people affected and 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 everyone's turning a blind eye you know what what do you do uh so again uh i mean i think your idea about having you know an external completely out of football someone who can regulate who can actually investigate and 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 root these, these these toxic people out um would would be sort of the, the way to go. And I don't know how you'd implement that either. Um but it's it it's it's a shit show. Um because you know these, these players have been so harangued and harassed by coaches and you know you look at the way um so when press got traded to Houston uh where Dame seemed to like to ship players at one point so that's why Katie Norwood ended up um, you know she don't she didn't want to play there uh, the, the Red Stars fans and, uh, and people in the media were like she's being a diva um, she's this and the other uh, you know she'll you know, whatever because partly you know American football is set out that way that you get traded and you go um, but, you know people Blaming her for for wanting to obviously no one knew that she was getting bullied and it was a horrible place to be. But then everyone turning on her. Um, and you've got like Dame's is almost like masterminded this and he's he's built in this culture of silence and fear. Um, and everything about the system is is bollocks um, and dreadful.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Um, so press uh, ended up in, in Sweden. Um, and she'd like written about this before, like when she went to Sweden. The you know it's better for her. To, it helped her fall back in love with football, and it's good for her mental health. um to get away from everything. Um, and I'm starting to digress here, but it yeah, like the fact that you have to have players go into Scandinavia like a, a mental health break uh, because the league becomes so toxic, and and people in, in power shouldn't be in power in and have it's um yeah it's i think too much of the culture has been normalized uh and you've got so many players who are are suffering and so many former players who are suffering and who've gone through so much um
1: yeah and
2: even if you just take away the bullying and like everything there like you know it's like the reports coming out about dames like he's massively racist some of the things he said that is just you know um and yeah he was he was allowed to keep coaching and and keep yeah
1: you know
2: impressionable young girls um so yeah as i think as as much as i'm rambling right now about safeguarding and and stuff i'm very you know aware that it's also you've got to look at the the racial um side of things um because of you know I've, i've i'm lucky enough to to know uh, some some great writers in the US, um, uh, some men and women of colour who are very, very young, it's like, you know, she was called a diva, now that's loaded, I wouldn't even have thought of that, you know, pretty, pretty but yes, um, so there is a racial component as well, and you look at players in Chicago, like, um, I hope, I don't know, it's okay to, to name them, like Casey Kruger and Sarah Gordon, who are very tied to Chicago, um, who are both women of colour,
0: and if they've been in
2: this this team in this environment with a racist coach who's, who's been verbally berating them as well, like
1: you know, it's it, it's fucked up. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I just. It, it, it it's. I mean, not not to jump across and cut across you. I no, mean, please, please. it's really when when we look at the women's game in terms of the American setup. It's very easy to forget that it's in America. And America has a lot of problems around misogyny, bigotry, racism. And, and this is the thing, and not, not to take it away from football, but when I've you've listened to recent reports about what's happened here in, in British cricket in terms of what's happening in the north of the country, everyone seems to think that sport is able to, Stop those elements. Stop those isms entering into their field of play, onto the pitch, into the de locker room, and you know to go back to to the abuse of dames and, and how he has maintained his position within the American structure of the women's game. It's almost as if it's, it's part and parcel of the structure. It's not just that he's entered it and he's you know escaped. It, he's 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 part of the building blocks of. What has been a very successful league. And for him to have stayed where he is, for him to have been given, you know, a free pass, so many other people must be aware of what he was doing and said it was okay, you know? And, you know, the question that I asked about safeguarding, I thought, at the time, what does it look like? You're right, there needs to be an independent body that comes in, and I don't think it's just in the US. I mean, it's it's across sports. Let's just say this across sport, because abuse is not something that's hidden in a box or in a back room. It takes place in front of our eyes. And so many people are programmed, desensitized, just you know, buried by the, the stuff around around their day-to-day lives that they just don't take on board some of the things that are coming their way and see it for what it is. So I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen going forward with this, whether or not there's going to be any action. And what I'm really interested in is to see what kind of action there is from here in the game, as to see whether or not, because everyone talks about, you know, we've got to learn from good practice, and we're taking the best, and we're, you know, blue sky thinking, well, you know, let's be frank, nothing's happening here in terms of safeguarding. I don't don't see any conversations from teams saying, look over there. You see what's happening over there? We don't like that. Let's get our stuff together now before something blows up in our face. And as far as everyone's walking around with their hands behind their back and their head buried into their chest going, nothing to see here, move along, nothing to see here. And you know what's been happening? You know what's been happening? There is nothing in the, we have, and I thought of this, monsters in our midst. People that walk around in the general public, in our workplace, in our sporting environment, that are deviants, for a better word. Simple, blatant, yeah, a deviance, whether it is abuse, sexual, racial, so just, just deviance. And people just go on like, yeah, nothing happening here. We're, well, okay, let's carry on. Let's not say anything. And I just don't get it. It's better. It's better to see that there is an illness somewhere else, treated like a pandemic. It's happening over here, and we've got to act now before it gets here. And, not, and no one is doing anything. We've we've started off on some heavy topics, so I'm really sorry.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Hate racism,
2: misogyny, Islamophobia, um, anti-Semitism, yeah. homophobia, transphobia. Um. Yeah, all of it. I think it's it's been on the rise. Um. And we're going to, this is going to end up getting political, Um, which is going to, which is not the, which is
1: <laughs> not the um, but like, um, the, like news at 10, yeah, Earlier today. news at six.
2: Um, but, uh, and on today's program, we will be talking about the rise of right, and how that has negatively impacted me, so, um, everybody, you know, this, uh, like the same day Trump got elected um you had like clansmen walking around parts of the u s in in their in their garb um you know there is a correlation with right wing politics and hatred um you know and it's so it's not as if it's well we can just get rid of this racism in sport or we can get rid of racism in society or we can you know fix all fix all the misogyny because that's how the world has been built um it's the society that has been you know engineered and you look at people like dames who can keep his job um and you look at others around who are you know like, uh, like we've seen uh in england with i can't remember the word for it but when you give your mate a, a lucrative a lucrative contract um oh, all that stuff money. um but like it's power. Power breeds corruption and you know entices those who who want to to exploit it you know like i i don't know where we as as a as the human race go in terms of dealing with with racism and dealing with misogyny uh homophobia anti-semitism islamophobia transphobia every type of hatred and bigotry and every fucking arsehole um swearing a lot today sorry um no, that's okay. adult yeah um but you know uh it's it, it's not a sport problem it's a, it's a it's a people problem it's a society problem yeah. uh you know and, and you look at sort of you know the you need to protect young girls in sport from abusive coaches you need to protect all kids from from everywhere um and yes the Way it, it happens in sport is I think you've got a of you know, we have got more of a cultural silence there. Um, but it's 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 everywhere, and I, I don't know, you know, aside from, from trying to hit the reset button on humanity, um, or just waiting for 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 for, for nuclear winter, um, and then just going with the next evolution. Um, I, I, I don't know, uh,
1: and yeah it's not good it's, it's not um but you know we've started to,
2: started to see um positive things in in, in sport at least in, in football so you have these players speaking out in nwsl yeah in america um and that is helping to drive out some of the negative elements but it's the you know the, the, the toxicity and the cancer runs so deep through every element of of the game and
1: society.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, you're right, it does run deep, and, and I mean, we could talk forever about that and, and kind of skirt around the issues a little bit, but I'm expecting either someone, a club, or a spokesman, or, or or the FA, to actually say, look, we need to start having a look at what's in place now, we need to have to, to do an audit now, we need to take on board." some of the lessons that I've been learned elsewhere now and and get our, our house in order before something goes wrong. And if there is something wrong, then we need to act and deal with it. But I, I don't want it to get to a case where we're four, five, six, seven years from this point on and someone goes, oh yeah, did you know? And you just think, with everything that's been discussed elsewhere, surely someone would have taken it on board and said we need to act to do something. And it's not just about, instagram likes and instagram followers or you know viewers on tv there needs to be a wholehearted wholesale approach to the growth of the game and it must be done in a really safe environment and you know i hope that happens at some point in time instead of us just talking about it's easier to
2: talk
1: about um i am
2: yeah I,
0: if i speak I'm in um, <laughs> yeah, um. I, I think i think you're not i think you're not alone let's let's leave it let's go and talk onto domestic stuff in the u k have you been catching up with any of the uh, i mean we you, you watch everything what haven't you watched
1: um God. women's football in England uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. let's see how you want. uh yeah, I am.
2: I, um, I I I have to hold my hands up and say I'm yeah. I'm very rusty. I am out of it, out of touch oh, okay. with uh, the championship. Oh yeah, uh,
0: we'll we'll, t- we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that. I, right, I, I
2: think I'll, I'll leave that to, to you. Um,
0: <laughs> well, this is the first weekend in a while I didn't actually go to a game. I didn't go. I stayed at home and watched all on the TV and on the FA player. Um, so normally I I tend to go to one game and I kind of try and get a. Pitch side view of what's happening, and and look at individual because I always see you will see a little bit more when you watch a game live because you know you you can kind of pick up or pick out a player that isn't being talked about by those that are commentating, you know. And and, but this week I stayed at home, you know. I I I did like everyone else, armchair viewer. Me, what do you want? Um.
1: So, let's run, I'm going to run
0: through the, the results for the WSL, then we can talk about the um, Championship. Right, okay, the one thing I noticed about the, the, the results when I was looking at all of them, and I'll just run through them now Man City 5, Aston Villa, Mill. Uh, Man United lost by two goals to Arsenal's two. Leicester lost again uh, and to losing to Everton uh, by one goal. Reading win two goals. That was a really good game to watch, actually. That's one of the really exciting goals. Uh Chelsea smash Birmingham five could have been a lot more and West Ham beat Spurs or Spursy. Uh, this, a clean sweep for teams in terms of goals that lost, not one goal scored in, in, in revenge or even an attempt. So all of the teams who won in the WSL, you know, didn't concede a goal, which was which is quite unusual. Usually there's one team that kind of gets something, so it was a clean, a clean sweep. Um, in terms of WSL. How how impressed are you with Arsenal? They're good.
2: Um, I think I said way, 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 way back. Um, I think at the start of the season, um, when they played Slavia in the Champions League, um, where I alluded to the potential of the team. Um, they got a couple of issue areas. Um, but... The potential for the team is 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 massive. If they sort those a couple of issues out, then you know they they have the potential. I keep using the word potential because it means that if they don't do it, it's not on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like they could win the league, they could get to the Champions' league final, they could do X, Y, Z. Um, mm. Huge, huge, huge amount of ability there, and and the way they play is is is, is can be very fun, very
1: easy to watch. Um, yeah, they're um, they're they're a good little team.
0: Yeah, I I been, I, yeah. I, I think that they are. I don't even think they've hit top speed yet, really. I I, I look at them like I think they've got still some more gears to go. It was, you know, watching them play against Manchester United and Manchester United obviously a little bit of transition kind of post Casey Stony era, the legacy uh, that a lot of people talk about. Uh, this may be a, a much more realistic season for Manchester United and, you know, I'm, not to say that I was like you and I predicted Arsenal, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to expect from Arsenal uh, this season, um, but I have been surprised at how kind of forward-thinking, fast in their play going forward, but the high press and the relentlessness about how they go about games just almost as they approach games as if they're like playing with a rag doll and they're just throwing it around. You know, they just won't let go until someone says it's time to go in for team. Um, it's it, it, it just very much like we're just going to keep going until we get what we need out of you and then we'll be on our way. Um, I'm just really impressed with, with the way that they play, play football. And obviously everyone's talking about McKay, um, Beth Mead, Kim Little, who just looked fa- absolutely fantastic. In that team, just dropping back, covering um, some of the attacks by United who, who rely on a quick break. Um, is it too soon to say this is Arsenal's league now?
1: Yes. Um, well,
0: they I did, they
2: They, they yes. drop points to Spurs. Um,
1: they're Spurs on medium, but they're not 100%. Um, yeah,
2: I, like, I think it's, it's two teams going for the title. Um, I, and, and whoever's going for third. But um, there are, it's interesting that you mentioned sort of the relentlessness in the high press. That's exactly what Jonas um, brings. Uh, that's when he uh, took over at Rosengord last time. That was exactly what he talked about uh, before he'd even met with the players, is we want to play high tempo, high press. I want this to be the fittest team in the league. Uh, slightly different in Sweden, because obviously not once full time. Uh, so it wasn't a surprise to see him implement the same sort of ideas in uh, in England and it's just yeah quite different from from Montemoro because they could Arsenal under under Joe were maybe a little bit more laconic uh, I think in, in their style uh, whereas uh yeah they're, they're a little bit they actually they needed that 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 relentless and that a little bit more kept um which yeah it, it, it makes it makes, uh, for, 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 it makes it you know good football to watch and, and also you know get a lot of people excited to see see their match next match against Chelsea, which actually is the, the uh, FA Cup final so that would be it's, it,
0: it's a game I, I didn't have down to watch, but I will um, I don't know why I didn't have it down, but I, I, I've been so kind of caught up with the league. Hmm. I've not paid much attention to the cup games, that's really bad of me, but like, you know, unlike you, Sophie, uh, I, I, um, I escape the screen from time to time. Oh, I don't. I sandwich or a cup of
1: tea. I
2: I, know, <laughs> I can barely see these days.
0: Seems... <laughs> <laughs> Some um... people will say, where's your glasses, Rodney?" And I have my glasses here, but I've been trying to style it out. But I'm not putting them on the whole time, unless I'm actually reading, which my optician will probably tell me off about.
2: Yeah, I, um, similar. <laughs> uh, Bigger screen. Yeah, that's, that's what I need. Um, That's what we all need. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, I think it's a weird one for the FA Cup because, obviously, we're still somewhat covid um, in terms of the calendar. So, this is the FA Cup final that should have been, would have been at oh. the start of May. It's now at the start of December trying to phase it back so you've got that game and then you've got more of the early rounds coming in the start of january so it's a bit yeah
0: it's a bit it's a bit all over the place that's what it is that's why i'm kind of like confused as when it's why is this final here now but yeah it is what it is um for the for the other results i mean most of them were kind of For me, I think they they went the way that I would have predicted. To be honest, apart from Reading winning against Brighton, I didn't actually see that, because Reading didn't really start very well this season, and I I would have assumed that this game would have gone the way of Brighton, and they had their chances, but Reading, you know, get the points, score the goals, and then move up the table. The two teams I'm really concerned about um, are the ones at the bottom, it's Leicester and Birmingham. Um, Birmingham changed their manager even though they're uh, above Leicester. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I don't know enough about the manager that, that once was at Birmingham, but I know he did a pretty decent job at his previous club. He must be absolutely guided to have made the effort to come down to England for mm-hmm. this job. And then, not even a year? Um, was it four
1: months? Like
0: that's some people spend more time on holiday in Australia from the UK. I mean that's tough.
2: Or spend longer flying from one to the other. Um
1: I just yeah. Probably, yeah, I
2: yeah. Um, one yeah, I think my favorite reaction I've just got it up on, on, on Twitter, is from uh, Alan Campbell who uh Scottish uh, journalists, so obviously there's going to be a bit of a skew on it, but uh, I, I, I love it, he, he, he generally pulls my punches anyway, but he said first Willie Kirk, now Scott Booth, both ridiculous decisions, Birmingham were an absolute basket case when Booth took over, best world, unhappy players, what did the club expect to happen differently and quickly, good luck to the next mug appointed by this lot. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, we must get him on. <laughs> yeah, um, brutally honest. <laughs> really honest oh gosh are they preparing for life in the championship
2: I, th- I think they've probably tacitly been preparing for life in the championship for a few seasons uh well, they should have been um it's it's tough because you know birmingham city at, at one point were, were you know a big team um in this country um, successful, they produced so many uh, good players. So many young England players had had gone through Birmingham, um, but they're uh, they they're, they've been a mess for for a while now, um, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame to see. And you know the, you know if the the owner who you know is worth ridiculous amounts of money said, okay, I'm going to put more money into my club, um, you'd, you'd you'd have very different things are going on,
1: uh, but yeah. Sorry,
0: I just I can just see the Birmingham fans going. Why isn't any of our players on the Ballon d'Or list? We <laughs> Don't have a manager. <laughs> uh, it's
2: it's it's been it's been tough. I mean, you think about players like Karen Carney, who were just like a Birmingham staple. Yeah. Um, you know, or even you know, Ethan Mannion. Uh, well i think becky spencer had a spell i mean everyone seemed to have run through birmingham at one point or another and it's just a shame to to, to see their, their their decline um yeah i i it's hard to know where they go from here because they've you know booth did do a fair amount with the squad he had with the time he had with, you know how he strengthened
1: so that's
2: yeah um and leicester
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, it's all that like comedy hour. Yeah, Leicester, just a joke. And you know, the only thing I can say about Leicester that, that they can feel better about or good about is that they have a better goal difference
1: than Birmingham. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is saying something considering their bottom of the
1: league. They've scored more than
2: Birmingham and they've conceded Leicester. Yeah, that's
0: like so, I mean, and and Birmingham have like one point. So all all Leicester need to do is win a game, and they, it will look like they won the marathon, and they've just just left. It's it is the strangest thing to see for me to look at Leicester, and I, you know, I expected not big things from Leicester, but I expected them to be comfortable-ish and not be mm-hmm. in this position. And Birmingham, it just I I feel you know friends with Craig is you know big Birmingham fan, his podcast just back, to uh, and, and to start back and to, to see what was unfolding for them as fans with the removal of a manager, the heavy defeat, and just the return of Marcus Bigner, who had left them and then went to manage Villa. When Villa I, it's just seemed like a, a, a merry-go-round of... of, of it's, it's almost like the Joker and Batman is running Birmingham City Football Club, and you just think, who's he bringing in now? Harley Quinn. What's going on? Get my DC quotes in while I can.
1: Yeah,
2: no. Um, <laughs> I'd say, why so serious, but he lost. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: nice. Um, oh.
2: Yeah, I, Lester, a strange one. Um, I think a lot of people sort of predicted things about the league before the before the season started, and about certain teams, and they have not been right. Um, it's a big big step up from the Championship to WSL, and that gap is growing. And I think you can see that with Leicester. Um, they didn't strengthen enough. I think there's questions over Jonathan Morgan, uh, which. I think you're always going to have questions over your manager, uh, but then it kind of gets a little bit awkward and familiar because obviously he's not the only Morgan at the club. It's so how do you fire your son or your, your brother? Or, um, so there is possibly, you know, but I, they, through all their struggles to to pick up points, mm. you know, they haven't been
1: horrendous on the pitch by
2: any stretch of the imagination awesome. um so you know it just feels like they need to work on those margins they need to work on those percentages they need to stop conceding goals in the last 15 minutes there are just the little things i think and, and then you start to see yeah. the, the odd you know the draws coming and, and even a win um depending on who they're playing but i I wouldn't be in a rush to, to to get rid of Morgan or to do X, y, y. I, I think they need to be active um, in the winter transfer window and they need to, to really look at their games, how they're losing them, what they need to
0: improve, and it's just the little things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, definitely. I, I, I think the game which is scheduled just before Christmas, uh, Birmingham Leicester. That's, you know, if Birmingham get a point or Leicester get a point, they'll leapfrog Leicester if they haven't picked up any. I mean, if Leicester get a point, they'll leapfrog Birmingham yeah. if they haven't picked up any wins uh, it, 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 since, since now or from this point.
2: Well, no, they wouldn't leapfrog them. Well, Brookers,
0: Birmingham would have two points. Oh, uh, you caught me out. See, this is what happens when you're not putting your glasses on with me. You've got to read, read the table. Um, match. And that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so every other team in terms of the league looks pretty comfortable apart from those two Aston Villa, Everton. Mm, they needed a win, but they've got it. Uh, Reading and Man
1: City mm. on 10 points. I'm sorry, Emma,
0: I just did that for you. Dramatic effect. Man City on 10 points. Uh, a whole 10 and 11 points behind uh, the top two, Chelsea and Arsenal, who are 21 and 22, or 12 points. Boom. Um, I'm going to mention a little bit about the the championship, if that's okay.
1: Um,
0: I usually go to the game, and I I tend to pivot between a few clubs. Uh, I've been to see Charlton, and actually when I went to see them, they lost their game, which I don't know if I was a Jinx, but they did lose it. Um, I've been to watch Crystal Palace a few times, and London City Lionesses. I've watched the last two occasions, who I who I felt just looked really good, really comfortable. And I and I didn't go to this game, Charlton, um, London City Lionesses. I, I I wished I had because it sounds like it was a good one, and and Charlton won, which was a real surprise for me because I didn't think that they had the form for the result, but. It went their way, and it makes the league all the more interesting because teams that are chasing the top, the top team right now, which is Liverpool, who seems to have just steadily improved over the weeks. Mm. It's it's almost as if they you, you trip up after two or three games and you fall behind. And Liverpool have just maintained a really steady approach in terms of their wins. Uh, a good win away for them uh, against Sunderland by winning by three goals. Um, and they just seem to pull in away. Durham are the team who who were um, really doing well um, at one point, and then just seems to have like stumbled a little bit. They're now in fourth point, fourth place. So Liverpool on top with London City Lionesses on nineteen points. You know, four points between them and Liverpool. Crystal Palace with a good win in third. Durham in fourth. And I, I just look at this league and I think. You just really you really don't know what's gonna happen. But the the most interesting fixture for me was actually to see Coventry win. Mm. They won on what I call their, their version. I know they play at is it Butts Park? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I like to call it basketball park because I've never seen the ball bounce as much as just as, as it has a, <laughs> on a 3G pitch as it does on their ground, but for some mm. reason it, it didn't look so bouncy when they played their last game against Durham and they beat Durham. Mm. Amazing goal as well uh, by, the, by the young lady Hardy and, and great for them. The interesting thing is um, Watford have been picking up points slowly over the last few weeks. They lose to Bristol and when Coventry's win, they're both now on five points. So. <laughs> so they haven't really changed, I mean, you know, Coventry's off the bottom of the league, but they haven't moved away from one another where it's going to be interesting. Now there's only a five-point gap between them and Blackburn, who are, you know, third from bottom. So the league in itself for me is, is really, really interesting. It's challenging. I actually like it more than WSL. I really do, because you just cannot tell who's going to win on the day because form teams go in and if they don't feel, for some, whatever reason, they don't, they don't start the game well, there's an early challenge which can, can happen, which sets the tempo or puts them off their tempo. And, and and then things just don't go to plan. So I'll just rattle through the results. Um, obviously Crystal Palace, I said obviously, obviously no, Crystal Palace uh, beat Blackburn by two goals to one, goals by Baptiste and McLean. Uh, Coventry win of Durham. I just did not see that at all. I mean, I knew they were they might get points, but my gosh. Uh, Charlton uh, beat uh, London City Niners by two goals. Watford, just and their manager says they weren't in this game at all. Bristol City, after their early game, you know, the first game defeat to Palace, they found good form. Abby Harrison just seems to score every game and Chloe Ball uh, with two goals for them. Uh, really, really good. Um, It is a a really interesting, really challenging league, and I like it. And what you said was about the gap between the WSL and the Championship is is vast. Right now, Liverpool are top. Would you say, I mean, you say you haven't watched much of the Championship from, 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 from previous knowledge would you say that they have the right structure to be able to not only just come up, but make sure they don't get relegated again? Oh. I know it's a tough one. because it, it, You know, I, I say this and they go and they lose their next game.
1: Um, There is, at Liverpool, structurally, mm. there have been issues. Mm. Um... Mm-hmm
2: in the last few years,
1: I know. <laughs> print and park women,
2: um, but uh, it does seem uh, that they are rectifying those issues and they are
1: actually doing what they should be doing um, I don't have a
2: massive amount of faith in Liverpool because of how they treated the women's team for so long, um, and, and how they're like, oh, "everything's fine, everything's fine," and absolutely wasn't. Uh, but I think they have they've put things in place. They are trying to, to rectify those things um, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, in in because they've they've been in the league before as well. In theory, they, they would be fine to, to to take that step up back up, um, and and actually, you know, survive. Uh, yeah, um, it's a tricky one because any team that comes up has to have an overhaul over the summer, and I I don't. I mean, I'm looking, you know, any championship team, none of them would be able to to to, 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 to you know do enough. If they got promoted, uh, they would have to have an overhaul. Uh, mm. You know, um, and it's, and we talked about it last time. If you expand out WSL by a couple of teams, that would make stuff a little bit more interesting and I think it would be easier to project out.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe we should just write to the FA and say, when can it be done? I, 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 I just don't understand why there are only. 12 teams in each league how you know we can
1: yeah i mean it
0: about, football,
1: 12 teams is is
2: about the standard
0: yeah but just for, but for it to stretch across a season
1: and people say that there's fatigue when
0: players who roughly get six games a year if they're not picked if they're not in the first, I mean unless you're a regular center back for your team and you play every game yeah, you know, most of those players are like fringe players. They might play six games.
1: Mm.
0: That's not a lot in a year's fo- in a year of football. Yes. That is not a lot of football. That's honestly, actually, yeah, yeah. it's not for me. I just look at it and I think, well, if you're concerned about fatigue, then play shorter games. Play sixty minutes. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, but I'm just thinking radical thinking. I'm thinking. If <laughs> If you're moaning about fatigue and you're only playing six games a year, I'm like, come on, there are like eight year old kids that are playing football every day. Come on, you're, you're killing me. Six games. Anyway. It, depend, it depends happens.
2: how deep squads are and that, and how exactly. many competitions they're in.
0: Well, obviously, we're talking about the elite. You're talking about the Chelsea's, the Arsenals, Manchester City. Chelsea's, Arsenals you know, have.
1: You've got. The
2: league, you've got the Champions League, you've got the FA Cup, you've got the County Cup. It, most of them are full-time international full internationals, so they're getting yanked away for the qualifiers, friendlies, um, and to camp. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that old, that old chestnut
0: again. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? Well, like, Leo Williamson just picked up oh. an injury
2: because,
1: and, and we're, you know, pretty sure that's that's too much loading. she's played so much. Who did she play
0: for? Arsenal. Who did she
1: get injured with? I think it was Arsenal. Um,
2: uh, Yeah, it was during the Spurs game she felt something in her hand and kept playing but you know that that prompted uh, youngest to to talk about their almost inhuman list because they played a fuck ton. Compared with other teams. But that's, they have
0: played. They have. They
2: Arsenal. have played. They have played quite a bit. They have. You know, that's, it's uh, the, you know, it's. it's you know, you've got Arsenal and this one depth or not, and then you've got you know Sunderland and 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 how many games they're playing or fringe players are playing, and you know it's, it's hard to compare and just try and have a blanket solution.
0: I tried though. <laughs> It, that won't fly
2: here but you tried i'm tried i tried. Yeah.
0: gonna always
2: try um can we, you know can we briefly uh yeah, talk about palace as we're yeah. we're ahead. talking about the the championship um because yeah. they're, they're they're going they're going big guns and if i'm right I might be wrong here the three matches they've lost i think we're all two one losses um yeah. so they're right in there in their games as well that's, yeah, yeah they, um
0: they, they are i mean i, I had to hoping to go to one particular, I've got to choose which fixture to go to on the 19th, because I'm thinking, do I go to Palace, and they're playing Lewis, or do I go to London City Lionesses, because they're playing Bristol, and both are going to be very difficult games, and I want to see all of them, but I can't be in two places at once. Um, so the Palace game, Palace have really surprised me as well, because they, you know, released quite a few players, they've got new players in, and they've chilled really quickly, so they have a real bond, and they are staying, as you say, you quite rightly, they, they've they lost games by the odd goal. Um, but they're playing really, really well. And um, they're up there. Uh, the, the London... I would like... It's, it, this is the bit about living in London. When you see so many teams close to you, and you just think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to see these teams in the WSL, but in an expanded league? You know, uh, that's, again, talking about me being precious and not just accepting that it's just 12 is a good number but i'd like to see more more teams and i, I would like to see more london-based teams because that means i get to see more wsl games as well as championship games but there you go
2: yeah i'm, I'm always in favor of more london teams more matches in london um <laughs> yeah uh and, like, and i want all England things to be at wembley because that's really local to me uh and then and then but you get the you know, uh no no
1: I no. uh, don't feel my like country. Eh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't want them. Um. If yeah.
2: I, I mean, I think I'd probably go to LCL versus Bristol on the nineteenth.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a bit feisty. But the one game I did watch in full on the FA Player, as not every game was available for the Championship, was the Sheffield United versus Lewis game, and my gosh. I mean, I, I, I mean, Sheffield United had played on the City Lionesses in the previous week, and they didn't get the game. They didn't get the result that they wanted. And it was a, a very good performance from the Lionesses, or LCL, should I say? And I thought that Sheffield, you know, being at home would just have enough to get the points. And Lewis really bodied them. I mean, they they were all. It was it was like a steamroller them. They just didn't have enough pace on the ball, Lewis moved the ball quicker, they were more fluid, they were more ruthless. Um, And and while I was watching the game, I had this crazy thought and I was thinking, I wonder if they're missing Katie Walkinson? And Katie Walkinson's thinking, I'll miss Sheffield. Let me Mm. check my WhatsApp group. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. If there was regrets, if you could, if a player could go back in time and say, that decision you're going to make,
1: don't make it, would they? they, Would
2: they? I I mean, you'd have to ask Katie if she's happy at Coventry, and like, happy is
0: is on a personal
2: level, um, about making that move.
0: I'd like to see the journalists that ask that question. It won't be me. Um, <laughs> I'd yeah. um, I might do it, because there's no comebacks if I ask it. I mean, they lost Wilco and they lost Pennock
2: um, as well. Yeah, again. Uh, so that's 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 a big, big blow, because the two played so well with each other. Yeah, but dodgy. Dodgy is the wrong word. Unexpected start uh, to, to the season. For, for, for Sheffield who uh as you say were were were, were pecked to death by the rooks. Um I would say, uh, yeah
0: sorry so here all almost, week. It's, <laughs> almost yeah. a birds almost a birds moment there isn't it yeah Alfred yeah. Hitchcock's production
1: Sheffield yeah. versus Lewis. Yeah just um
2: Neil Redfern in a tippy headron wig. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, don't open that door. Don't open that door, Neil. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. Well, I can see someone trying to get to the
1: car. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I you know, to 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 what you say about the, the championship being open, and competitive, and fun. I think if you kind of look at Lewis's first season in the championship and yeah. then uh, and then sort of how they started to really grow and, and, and lay down a marker and, and and I'm just gonna use the word grow again, how they grew into the league. Um mm-hmm. it was round about after they lost Fran Alonso to Celtic. Um Simon, who is it who's who's left who took over? Yeah um yeah, they started really playing down on marker in games um, and they're, they're, they're a bit of a wild card team because sometimes they still kind of play like they did in that first season but sometimes they you know they really you know, you say they're all over Sheffield um, and yeah they're, they're, they're a fun little team and, and, and everyone knows sort of what they're like off the pitch and, and, and sort of the, the social activism and how, 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 how lovely they are it's, mm. it's, it's, it's just a, an, an entity as,
0: as a club. Um yeah. so, I wish
2: were yeah. it's just it's just two trends. Yeah, no, but they're, 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 it's, it's good to see teams like Lewis and and, and, and you know, they don't have the the, the most uh, they don't have the best squad on paper in, in the league. Um but you know, they're up there, they're competing. A lot of teams are doing that and that's that's really nice to see because you've got emerging players and,
0: and That's a fun league. Yeah, I I I will go to that game now that you told me. You said that's the one, so I'll go there. Sorry, Palace.
2: Yeah, you should should, um just get down to 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 a Palace. You should get down to Hayes Lane. I think it's still Hayes Lane for for a Palace game and so on. But you should go down to Lewis as
0: well. Your trains. It's 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 it's, 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 I I haven't been down there this season. Though I'm sure if I go to the Palace game and they play Lewis. Maggie will say, You haven't been down this season, <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm waiting for the weather to warm up. Now,
2: no, no see, because if you go when it's cold, you can get a pie. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't forget you got to get a pie at the at, uh, at, uh
0: pan. yeah. I want to go down there and they've got the little um, the beach huts, the, the beach huts. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I, I'd, I'd love to go down and just get a beach hut, as long as it's got a heater in it. It has though
2: no I do never been in one. <laughs> yeah.
0: that, that that in itself means I need to go um, but yeah they're, they're, I mean the league the, the results for the championship it's oh you it, you just you just never know and the last few weeks Liverpool have had had it their way um, and they seem to have got a little bit of a gap but you know they've they, at any point in time, teams that are in form, they lose, and then it all changes again. So, in the table, every team, I would say right up to, I could even say it's seventh, where Lewis are. They they can put a run on, and, and before you know it, they're in the top two, top three. So, oh, interesting, interesting you, stuff.
2: Down to Lewis, they're seven points behind Liverpool, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not. This is, it's nothing. It's two, two, three games, and it will change.
2: You know, yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of teams scoring heavily in the league this season.
0: Oh. Um, it's goals Which everywhere. Is great. This is great. Absolutely great. And 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 when you've got a game where there are so many goals, you just and the goals have been absolutely fantastic. The the the, the selection of goals we've seen go in, you just think, wow, it so so good. Um, yeah, I've got to. I'm still. I'm. T- I'm torn now, Sophie. You've got me trying to go down to LCL in Bristol, and I, I know. It, oh, yeah, it's difficult. It's
1: difficult. It's
0: difficult. Um, right before we 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 wrap up, Sophie. Is there anything else that I should have mentioned, or you would like to mention before we go off and get our tea and watch some more football on earth Screen,
1: um, hmm.
0: this is real, this is real life stuff, people. We don't just make this stuff up as we go along. This is a genuine question,
1: it's not been pre prepared. I mean, there's
2: about 20 different things, but
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. next time, yeah, yeah, well, you've got to to write the agenda.
2: Oh, (laughs) no. It's your show, man. It's your show. I just, I'm here.
0: I'm here to ramble in in a Hawaiian show. That's that's all I did. I like that one. I said you've got to write the agenda. I can imagine. I see your tweet when you just went. I'm here. I'm I'm going to write something. I'm here for inspiration, and I (laughs) like (laughs) thinking. And I did send a tweet to you as well. I can't remember what I, I I sent the question. It was bonkers question. You Probably had so many things going on as well. It was, it was a really silly question. I can't was even it? remember what it was. Yeah, it was. It was silly.
1: Oh, See, now I'm curious.
0: No, it was a silly question. I can't even recall what the question was. It, was. it was gone. It's gone. Don't even try and search for it. It's no good. Now you're trying to search for it. I, got to I am. It. I'm oh. typing really slowly as well. Don't um, do it. You it's will a be look, disappointed. It's a You'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed.
1: Yeah, was it about Shack race? Yeah, it was actually. God, you, you found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. Yeah, um, and that was just,
0: and that was linked to the Birmingham one. And we we discussed that the Birmingham yeah. thing. It just it threw it me, and obviously, I say obviously, should I say, linked to Manchester City? You know, fans were kind of up in arms about you know who, and uh, a decent win, and everyone's. Back in the box for a week.
2: Yeah. I mean first half first half he was one foot out of the door, wasn't he? Yeah. Um yeah, I uh, I there is definitely noise coming from fans about the managers
0: in Manchester. Um I like the way you said managers in Manchester. Let me you make a note of that? What time is it? One hour um, but i mean you know you had
2: pushback about um kelly chambers at the start of the season for reading but now yeah. they're scoring goals it's yeah. pretty much just you know natasha dowie is is playing now she's scoring goals um yeah. they're scoring goals everything's making sense for them again um yeah this the speed in which willie kirk was dismissed this season yeah, um sure. I think kind of opens up the question of if things are changing in women's football, if it's becoming more like the men's where you're getting less and less time um but then I think it's probably club by club or anything else uh as we've seen around world football, people are yeah. very happy to stick with pedestrian managers
0: yeah yeah i uh, i i i I get a sense about the the managers in Manchester, like you and um some, one half are obviously more vocal, considering their league position, and I also get a sense that, that the other half, are they're accepting of the manager that they have now, but they hanker for someone else, mm. and I wouldn't be surprised the person they hanker for um, manages a team in the Middle East.
1: Mm. Mm. Let us
0: say no more. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel, and I followed them, and they led me to that path. And I go, "Oh, really? Mm. (laughs) Really?
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I. I think we could probably talk
2: about." Uh, Manchester clubs for for about half an hour, so uh, and, and managers and, and players. And, and I tell you what, we might we
0: might do that. I'll have to let you know when I'm. I've got a, a, a whole when we're not doing anything. When it's an international break and we just say this is a Manchester discussion, players, okay. managers. It isn't international break. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well it won't be this week. Maybe
1: no. next week. Mm. I'll uh
2: I'll make a note so I can like mute all my mentions. Um United fans are vocal um on Twitter. I've I, I've definitely fallen foul of a few of them over the years.
0: over oh, the so, so have years. I so. um
1: Yeah. Matter.
0: Twitter is a big enough. space. And mm. you know what? The football world is all about learning and understanding. And you know, I made <laughs> I made an assessment on what I saw and I heard and I thought, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, you know, um yes, we can talk a lot about I think we need to have a conversation. Uh Sophie, we're gonna wrap it up because we yes. might say something which will get us into trouble. <laughs> <We> need, <sighs> And we need a script. <laughs> we definitely need a script. Oh, Sophie, where can people find you, please?
2: Um, they, they can find me watching football, not sleeping, at uh, all times of the year. Uh, just eyes. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Lawson underscore sv. Um, and I will usually be swearing about as much on there as I have been today.
0: Ah, uh, and and, it, and and for all good reasons as well, not just for just being ranty. You, there is a reason why you will use the odd abusive and colourful word. Uh, in what's your the expression? Needs.
2: Something about calling an asshole an asshole. I think.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. yeah, it is what it is. Adult content. Uh, Sophie, it's been brilliant as always. Thank you. And apologies, uh, you know, I, I hope the next time that we talk it isn't about safeguarding because that's been two in a row now. Because they'll, they'll, You'll get someone labelling you as like a safeguarding expert in women's football, which is not a bad thing. Or but...
2: well, someone who should not be talking about safeguarding. <laughs> sort of, uh, who needs to stop talking about safeguarding. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant stuff. All right, uh, thank you very much, Murphy. And uh, that's it. This
0: is uh, the pitch. It's a WSL FAWC pod chat. It was a football round up ish chat of many things. I hope you enjoy. Uh, That's it for now. See you all soon. Bye for now.